Good morning, everyone. I can't hear you. Good morning, everyone. Oh, is that good? You guys are louder than the online group now. Welcome to CF Paris. We're thankful to have you with us to worship this morning and celebrate the goodness and the love of God. If you're joining us online, thank you. I will be with you in just a moment. If you're here, would you please stand with me if you're able and let's pray and begin our worship time. Lord Jesus, you are so, so good to us every day, every day. We pray that today our hearts and our minds will just be able to reflect and enjoy your goodness and your love. We give you the glory and honor today speak to us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Look at everybody coming in the back. We're so glad you're here. I hope you are ready to praise the Lord in song. We've had a fun rehearsal already, and we're so glad you're here to join us.
Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God. Oh 
ready to receive from you and ready to give praise and honor and glory to you. What a Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just take a moment and we quiet our souls and we sit still before you. Think 
about your goodness. Think about your greatness and your mercy, your kindness and your faithfulness. Your anger only lasts but a moment, but your faithfulness and your love endures for all generations, throughout all time. Many things will pass away, God, but your love and your faith, faithfulness, will never pass away. Oh, how you love us. Oh, how you care for us. Father, we're thankful for the joyful things in our lives, and we're thankful for the difficult things in our lives. We rejoice with those who are rejoicing, God. There are some that are mourning right now and that are hurting, and we ask that you be with them and comfort them. You are so good. We love you. We love you. As a part of worship this morning, I'd like to just encourage you. Fill in the blank here. God, you're so good to me because say that out loud, but just kind of at the end of our music portion of our worship, think about the goodness of God in your own life. I know sometimes when you're hurting and when there's difficult things going on, it's hard to think about that, but highlight that in your life. God, you are so good because, and that's a spiritual act of worship from the inside of you to him. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. Amen. Amen. Why don't you uh, say hello to somebody around you? Fist bump, high five. As you take your seats. I'd like to welcome you to Christian Fellowship Church. If this is your first Sunday here, welcome. So glad that you're here. If it's your second or third, welcome back. Appreciate you taking time out of your weekend to come worship with us. I'm going to ask the ushers to go ahead and come forward as we get ready to receive our tithes and our offerings this morning as part of worship. We like to give back to God what he's given to us, a portion of what he's given to us. We appreciate all of you that continue to give and your faithfulness uh, to what God is doing here in our community. We appreciate it. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. I'm going to pray, and they're going to go ahead and get started with, with passing their the offering bucket there. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what you've given to us. Thank you. We appreciate you, and we give back to you out of the abundance that you've given to us. Even sacrificially, God, we give to you. Thank you, Father God, so much. Amen. Amen, amen. All right. Well, if you are a guest with us, we'd love to know that you're here. In the back of your seat or online, there's a link that says, New Here. You can click that or you can grab that card out of the back of your seat and fill that out. There's also QR codes on those cards. If you don't want to grab the paper or touch the paper, you can scan it with your phone and fill it out digitally as well. We'd just like to send you a note of thanks for coming and for joining with us in worship. Um, if you're here in person or anytime during the week, if you're online, you want one of our guest gifts, you're more than welcome to that. Um, back here at the back to your right on the way out, you're welcome to grab one of those. Just a little CF thank you for coming. Uh, gift for you and so we'd love to meet you too so please fill out that card so that we can say hello and send you a note of gratitude um, in the mail and you can check a box there if you'd like to know more information about the church I do want to highlight kind of a next step uh, for you as a guest 
we have a, a class called Start Here, and it happens every second Sunday of the month, uh, like clockwork, and so you can kind of go ahead and put that on your calendar. That's a great place to get started, ask questions about who we are and what we're about and what we believe. Start Here class, second Sunday of the month. Other than that, there's a few more announcements. If you'll turn your attention to the screen, we'll let you know about those there. What's up, Sea of Paris? We are so excited that you are here with us today. We have just a few announcements for you. First off, we are having a community group fair. So if you're interested in any community groups, they're all going to be out in the lobby. There's going to be several tables. So go up. You can meet the, the, the community group leader. Talk about what they, their community group's about. See if it's a perfect fit for you or go try another one. But go find one to be a part of. I'm part of one. She's a part of one. We're super excited about this. So go check that out. Second, next Sunday, if you're thinking about lunch plans, stop. We have our CF students are doing a hamburger fundraiser. So they're gonna cook hamburgers, they're gonna serve them to you guys right here so you don't even have to leave church, stay after church, and you can eat some hamburgers. And that fundraiser is for the high school trip that's coming up soon. I'm gonna put a QR code. We're always gonna put the QR code there, maybe over there, somewhere. There's gonna be a QR code on the screen. All you have to do is you take your phone out, everyone, High school students, parents, take your phone out, aim it, your camera. Can you show me how to do that real quick? Yeah, oh, okay. Camera. Phone, camera. Point it at the screen and it'll pop up a little, would you like to open this in Safari link? Click that, register your kids. That's how QR codes work, in case you're wondering. Yep. So get signed up for that. It's going to be so awesome. Um, and then our last announcement is we are already taking donations of candy for Trunk or Treat. It is coming fast. Um, we got a trick for you guys. You know you can go on Amazon and just ship it right to the church. Then we don't have to even go in a store. Um, address 3410 North Main Street. Um, so that's an option. But if you are in the store and you're like, I'm going to pick up some candy. Also, look for school supplies. They are on sale right now for our teacher supply closet. Paper, pens, crayons, glue sticks, anything. We would love donations of that as well. I think that's it. That's it. We love you guys, and we'll see you later. Bye. Walking up the steps, you still have gum in your mouth. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, man, some great ways to get involved, some great ways to, to uh, let us know that you're here. Um, never mind my man, Jordan. Jordan is the man. He's coming down to spill up a coffee mess that uh, might have accidentally been kicked over on the front row. Thank you, Jordan. Jordan Thielman, everybody. <laughs> Single ladies, he is single. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I, I want to start off with an odd question, with, a, with a, a, a decently odd question, and it simply is, how many of you are here? Tuning in online or here, how many of you are here? With a show of hands, how many of you are here? <laughs> now, hold on before you raise your hand. Yeah, well, I, I say that like that be, because I want to know if, if you're here, not physically, not tuning in online, not tuning in during the week, but, but are you present? 
because I, uh, the truth is the odds, the odds are that I've already lost some of you. I recently read a, uh, a report. It was a study done by, by the University Harvard. We're, we're familiar with them. But they did this study, and what they determined, what they realized was that 47% of the time, people's minds are not where their feet are. 47% of the time, that's three hundredths less than half of the time, your mind is not where your feet are. You're not fully engaged in the conversation that's happening right in front of you. I read that report and, and it got me just, I mean, thinking. When you, we're only mentally, physically together present 53% of the time. So the other 47% of the time, regardless of what's going on in your life, you could be sitting in church. You may be at home around the dinner table with family, engaged in a conversation with somebody at work or at school. You, you, you could be, whatever it is that you're doing, talking to somebody in your everyday life, in the middle of a, a CF community group, whatever it is, almost half of your waking life your mind is not fully engaged where the rest of your body is. It's on something else. It's somewhere else. Are you still here? Don't answer anymore. I don't want to know. I, I think a lot of times we're here physically, but mentally, maybe even emotionally, um, our, our attention is somewhere else. Even while I'm speaking here over this, this brief period in our life, some of you are going to receive a text message. And your mind, your imagination, your concentration is going to shift. Oh, what was, what was that? Others of you here this morning will be the culprit, the reason that the text message was sent to the other person. And I'm over here saying, come on. Some of you will have realized it's, it's now been... 30 minutes, going on 31 since you've had contact with the outside world. Does Facebook, does Instagram know what's happening? Better yet, do you know what's happening on Facebook or Instagram right now? Our minds constantly go. Maybe you're already here thinking about, man, I can't wait for lunch today. Even my talking about all these items has already created more than 47% of you minds going, thank you. 47% of the time, your mind won't be present where you are. I, uh, I, I want to look at a, an, an un, unusual way to, to introduce my, my, uh, my point here today. In John chapter 2, John chapter 2 records the very first miracle of Jesus. We know it is, we know it is turning the water into wine. Now, in Jewish culture, the, the, the wedding celebration was just this, it, it was this massive feast, so much more so than what it is today. It was, it was this celebration of life, this coming together of a couple, this celebration of new life as well. It, it was this, this moment that was celebrated for days. 
people would come together and there was this big revelry, it was this big excitement. The whole town, in essence, stopped what was going on to celebrate the life of two new people coming together. And in this particular passage, uh, basically it, it was, it was uh, what would have been an embarrassing moment for the host. Because it is such a celebration, because it does last for so long, in essence what would happen is when the wine ran dry, the party was over. A lot, not a lot has changed in some of your lives. But that's what it was. There was a celebration throughout the city that would last for days, and when the wine ran dry, the party was over. So Jesus is at this celebration. Mother Mary, Jesus' mom, comes to him and says, Jesus, there's a situation that, that the host doesn't know it, but, but we, they're, they've run out of wine. They're, they're gonna, and Jesus, through a culmination and through a series of exchanges, ends up telling the servants that are around him, hey, I want you guys to go and grab those, those pots, those jugs over there. Now, we know, we read in, in our translation that those jugs were 20 to 30 gallon jugs. Earthenware clay pots that would hold 20 to 30 gallons Six of them. Quick, quick note for my American friends here in the building. 20 to 30 gallons, roughly equivalent to 75 to 115 liters. Side note. Side note. Side note. I'm going to go ahead and get to that note. We know the story. We know that Jesus changed water to wine, right? Do you all realize these were six earthenware pots that each held 75 to 115 liters of wine? For those of you that don't know, God bless you. You have never looked at a bottle of wine. You don't know that a typical bottle of wine comes 750 milliliters. <laughs> That's three quarters of a full liter. So each pot held a minimum of 75 bottles of wine. Again, I know you guys are a bunch of prudes and have never touched the bottle. There may have been a time when I had a glass. And even sitting down to a nice dinner with my wife, maybe, maybe, maybe enjoying a full bottle over a multiple hour period, please hear me, I, I have never been to a party that busted out six, 75 bottles of wine. It lasted a long time. It was an engagement. It was a, it was a moment that everybody shut down. They stopped what was going on. They were, they were present to celebrate the couple. So Jesus looks at the servants. He says, I want you to draw the water out of the jars and then give it to the master of the banquet. And so I want to pick up in, in John chapter 2 and verse 9. It says this, The master of the banquet tasted the water that had been drawn, had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, although the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. Oh. It's, it's in the Greek. After they're drunk, we bring out the cheap stuff. 
but, but here's what I want to focus on, this next line. Look at this next line. I, in my mind, I've always heard this story. I've always heard it and read it is, is the, the, the guy, the, the, the host, comes up and, and he greets the bridegroom and he says, man, most people, most people do the best first, you know, because, because at the end of the evening, everybody's kind of drunk. They're not, they don't fully coherent. But you, I thought it said, you saved the best for last. That's how we live our lives. We, we, we have this mentality, well, well later on, it's going to be better. I sit down to a, a, a plate, a meal. I, I, I'm, I'm, maybe this is just me, but I eat methodically. I save the best bite for last. Usually right about the time that my wife reaches over and grabs the best bite. And I'm like, no! But we do. We live our lives saving the best for last, but that's not what it says. And then, after the guests have had too much to drink, you usually bring out the cheaper stuff. But you, you've saved the best till now, till this moment, till what's happening right now. Sure, there was, there was other things that were going on. Everybody's life had somewhere else to be. But Jesus, in that moment, said, this right here, this right now, this is where we need to be. My title today is, is His Way is Always Present. And, and over the, the last couple weeks, what we've done is we've been in a series called Know the Way. Looking more so at, at, uh, at the way Jesus lived. We know the truth. The truth will set you free. We love the truth, but, but sometimes I think we lose sight of the truth in light of the way that Jesus lived. We just kind of start focusing on the truth and recreating the truth into how we need it to fit our lives, not, not paying attention to the way Jesus lived. And one thing that I've noticed, one of the most striking things about the way that he lived is, is no, matter, no matter where he was, no matter who he interacted with, no matter what it was that was going on, no matter what it was that he was even headed towards, he was always present in the moment. Not just present 53% of the time. He was always 100% fully invested in the present. He lived with an undivided attention to the moment. Today, what I want to do is I want to show you two, two passages, two stories. And these stories happen, uh, they coincide right after each other. It's written in Luke. I'm going to be reading in Luke chapter 18 and then Luke chapter 19. Luke didn't separate by chapters. He was just writing a book. I'm going to read his one paragraph, and then I'm going to jump right into his next paragraph. Two different stories. But we know, because of hindsight, we know where Jesus was going. The first story starts that as Jesus was entering Jericho. As we read on through these stories, what we realize is that we know Jesus was, was traveling through Jericho up to Jerusalem where he was going to be awaiting trial, where he was going to be captured, where he was going to be taken. There was, he was days before the moment where he was going to be sitting down for the Last Supper with his disciples. Even shorter time period before he was through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem on a donkey writing in what we now celebrate Palm Sunday. So all of this is transpiring in Jesus' mind. He knows where he's going. He knows what's about to happen. He knows the, the, the brevity, the depth of what is about to happen in his life. 
There's a lot on his plate is what I'm saying. So here's Jesus in Luke chapter 18, we read, and, and he's, he's walking into Jericho, and, and we know the story of Jericho from many years before, the, this massive city with these high, high, high walls that had fallen down. Jericho has since been rebuilt. This is 14, 1,500 years later. Jericho's been rebuilt. It's this massive walled city, and there are thousands of people that are following Jesus. Again, he knows on his way to the cross. He's walking in, and all of a sudden, there's this blind beggar on the side that cries out by the name of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I want to show you a verse that I don't think I'd ever really noticed in light of what we've been talking about these last two weeks. It says this in, in verse 39. Those who we know as his disciples, those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. We know in week one that Luke, the same guy who's writing here, wrote Acts, and, and in Acts, the very first time that Christians are described, they're described as followers of the way. I, I wonder how many of us, thinking we know the way, are rebuking the very people that are trying to run to Jesus. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. The disciples, the disciples were offended. And now to their credit, hear me, please, because look, rightfully so. They don't know what's going on in Jesus' life. They don't know about the cross specifically, but they know that, that something's on Jesus' mind. He keeps talking about what's coming up. He, they know he's headed somewhere. He's, he's a busy man. He's an important man. He's got somewhere to be. So, hey, don't bother him right now. Uh, to their credit. Look, man, Jesus is busy. You're going to have to wait. I mean, look, look, look he's, got, he's got, I've got stuff on my mind right now. Come on with me, guys. How many of you have been bombarded by silly questions, questions that have nothing to do with your life, when you're right in the middle of, like, hell and all of it? <laughs> I, I get it. Jesus isn't going to stop for some guy begging on the side of the road. The disciples rebuked him. But then Jesus rebukes the disciples. He stops, he rebukes the disciples, and, and, and he engaged, knowing he's on his way to save the world, didn't make a bit of difference if he couldn't save one along the way. He stopped for a guy that nobody else had time for. Gave him all of his attention, and he, he looked at Bartimaeus, and he said, what would you like for me to do? And the man cried out, would you, would you have mercy on me? I, I haven't been able to see my whole life. A miracle was done that day. Jesus stopped for a guy that nobody else had time for. That moment, that moment right there, despite the, the depth of everything else going on in his life, he stopped for that man that moment. Continuing on, we read from that paragraph right into the next. Luke chapter 19, it, it, it's talking about Jesus entering Jericho. And, and it says that Jesus was passing through. He had somewhere to be. So now we're starting to see the picture. Now we're starting to recognize. But, but we know where it is, and we know that Jesus has already been interrupted one time. 
It picks up in Luke 19.1. It says, a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. Now, how many of you know who Zacchaeus was? Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. Come on, where's my Baptist Sunday school people? He climbed up in a sycamore tree. Look at you guys. Man, I love it. Zacchaeus was a, we read on in that 19 verse 1, it says he was a chief tax collector and very wealthy. A chief tax collector and very wealthy. In that day and age, again, remember, here is, this is, this, this is the, uh, the Jewish people, and the Romans have captured, they, they are the enslaving authority, if you will, although they allow the Jews just to operate. They're still the governing authority. And so a, a, a tax collector would collect taxes on behalf of the governing authority against the Jews. So against their own people, a tax collector would come in and say, the Roman government says you owe X amount of money. Now the problem was, a tax collector knew the amount that this person owed, but would charge their time, their expense, just a, a, an exorbitant amount well above and beyond what was actually owed. So on top of taking from their own people to give to the Roman government, they were in essence stealing from them to support their own wealth. And this was a chief tax collector. He was, he was the guy that sent out the guys that did the dirty work. I, uh, I love that these two follow right behind each other because I, I think it shows a lot of times what we're so quick to forget. Jesus has time for the down and out and he has time for the up and out because he has time for all of us. It doesn't matter where you come from, how bad your baggage is. It, it, it doesn't matter how dirty it is, how rich it is. Jesus cares about you. So Jesus sees this guy, and, and he calls him out by name, Zacchaeus. And, and essentially, Jesus invites himself over to Zacchaeus' house for lunch. Again, mind you, here he is on his way to give his life for the world. The weight of just what was going on mentally at that moment, I can't even begin. He's already been interrupted once on this journey. He, he's trying to get prepared. There's, there's some other guy who's already interrupted his time, and now, and now, now he stops. Now he stops. gives somebody that the rest of society hated, a, a no-good sinner, an outcast, somebody that, that we don't like, gave them his full attention. And because of that moment, we know Zacchaeus has this, 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 just this, this deep relationship, this revelation about, about who God is, and, and all of a sudden completely has this, this moment of repentance and says, God, look, I, I want to give back everything that I've ever taken back. I, I, anything that I've ever taken from somebody that, that wasn't owed, God, I'm going I'm to give it four times over. And then the half of all that I own, Lord God, I'm just going to give to the poor. But there's a moment 
right after this, after Zacchaeus' revelation, Jesus says this to him. Today, not someday off in the future, not here's your golden ticket for, but right now, right here in this moment, salvation has come to your home. Jesus stops and gives one of the greatest gifts that any one of us can give. We look on and we see salvation, but, but, but maybe more so for Zacchaeus, it was his love in the moment, always present. Jesus was always fully present in the moment, and, 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 and I do, I, I want to be like that. But unfortunately, it's not usually the case. It's been a, it's been a, 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 a bit, a couple weeks maybe. I, I've, I've just been, I, this whole message series, just kind of this moment of, okay, God, I, I, I don't want to miss out. I, I, I want to I be engaged with what's, what's right in front of me. I want to be where my feet are, not, not just 53% of the time. I, and, and, and as well, I don't want to live just for, for the happy moments, the big moments, the, the mountaintop moments. I want to be present in all of the moments. Maybe, maybe even what we would sometimes consider the annoying moments. Some of you may be living right in the middle of a couple annoying moments. Mommy, 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 mommy. Some seasons of life are more annoying than others. Yes, I was recently reminded of a moment. My daughter called me back to her room the other day and, and uh, she had recreated a photo. She had found a photo of herself at what age? Five years old. Found a photo of herself at five years old and she was wearing this red and white striped dress. Very cute, had her hair pulled up in this little bun kind of on back while still letting the, the hair fall down the sides. Five years old. She had been at, uh, at a store, box store, department store, big one that we don't like to go to. Um, and came across a dress that looked identical to said dress in the picture. So she had taken a moment to recreate the whole thing and was sitting in her room wearing the dress, holding the picture, wearing the dress. It was beautiful. What I've noticed lately in my life, and it, it was something I noticed here, but it, it was something I'd already been preparing for this message for, so it's not like I, I, it worked out perfectly for this message, but, but uh, what I realized is, is I didn't remember that moment. Well, <laughs> my wife walked in and started just, like she remembered the dress in the, in the picture, not, not, not the picture, she remembered the moment. Some of you here today are complaining today about the moments you're going to miss tomorrow. 
complaining about the very moments right now that, that you're going to miss one day in the future. I think a lot of times what we end up doing is, is we either, we, we play two games. One is the, the win-then game. So rather than being in the moment, we, we play this, well, well, one day win, then I'll be. It starts off from a young age. You, you start off as a middle schooler. You can't wait to be in high school. And then when you're in high school, you, you can't wait to be in college. And then when you're in college, you're thinking, I'm going to get a job. And then when you get your job and you have all this debt and you get married and you have kids and you just keep looking for the next thing to one day, one day, one day, one day win. One day win. So many of us going through life wishing away the current moment, wishing away what we have in front of us right now. Don't miss what you have now pursuing what you want later. If not the, the win-then game, we sometimes play the what-if game, the, the, the game that's projecting into the future. It says, well, well, well what if this happens? What if, what if this turns out this way? Then, 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 what if, Corey, what if? What if I fail the test? And, and then if I fail the test, I can't get into college. And then if I can't get into a good college, I'm going to have to live with my parents. And then if I have to live with my parents, I'm going to be that guy. And then I'm never going to get married. And, and then I'm going to look like that guy that lives with his parents that can't get married. That, and, then, and then we start playing out these roles in our minds that, that, so what? Can you be engaged in the moment? Because what happens is we miss it. We miss the moment. We miss now. What if the government? What if the economy? What if aliens come? Oh my God, stop it. Jesus said this, Matthew 6, 34. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Jesus is saying, don't worry about the future. Hear me, he's, he's not telling you not to plan for it. There's a difference. It's kind of like we said last week. You can, you can be busy, but it's when you're hurried that we miss out on the opportunities. We've got to at some point realize his way is, it's not hurried. But also his way is present. It's not missing out on something that, that never happens or, or something that may happen or, or something that you can't change or can't control. Don't worry about the future. You can plan for it, but don't worry about it. Jesus was always present in the moment, fully engaged. Why? Why, Why is it that we're not always present? I... Uh, I, I, was, I was going over the, the what-if game, the win-then games, and, and, and just processing and thinking, and, and the truth is, I don't, I don't, those aren't the reasons. There's something we do, but the reason, I, I think, is, is we're, it, it's, a, it's a lack of faith. It's a lack of faith. The only way that you can be present in the moment is to surrender the past that you can't change. You cannot change the past. And then as well, what you have to do is, is surrender the future that you can't control. The only way to be fully present in the moment is to let go of a past that you can't change no matter what it is that you try, no matter what it is that you do. And trust that God has it. And then surrender your future 
trust that, that he is good, that he cares, that, that he will never leave you, never forsake you. So even in the moments when he feels like he's not there, you can trust that he is. Your feeler's broken. God redeems the past. He's good in the future. And so because of that, I can be fully engaged with, with whatever is happening, with whoever it is that I'm talking to right here and right now in the present, in this moment. Today is a gift from God, and some of you are wishing it away. The most important moment of your life, the most important moment of your life is experiencing God in this moment, in the here and nows. David said this, this is the day the Lord has made. You've been given this moment. And because God has given you this moment, you're not guaranteed the next moment. But you've been given this moment, and that moment is a gift from God. And, and because you've been given this gift, we will rejoice and be glad in it, in this moment. As the band comes up and, and I, I begin to close, I, I do pray, I, I hope you're still here. I hope you're still here. Because here's what I want you to take home, what I want you to connect and grab. You can't be happy where you're not. However this applies in your life, take your marriage, take your relationship with your kids, take your commitment to a job, take whatever it is, take, take your situation and understand you can't be happy where you're not. Some of you are destroying relationships simply because you can't be present. The other thing I noticed is not only can you not be present when you're not mentally, you, you can't serve Jesus where you're not. You can't love people the way that Jesus loved people if you're not present. This is the day the Lord has made. This moment, right here, right now. The most important moment in your life is, is always right here, right now. God is always present with you. So with that then becomes the realization that, that the scenario, the surrounding is the most important moment in my life. I, I, I've lived a lot for the big moments. The special moments, those, those powerful moments, you know, the, the one that you take a photo of. But even in looking back through my photos, I, I've had the privilege of, of uh, doing a number of glacier climbs. And so I have mountaintop photos. We all have, whatever the mountaintop is, we have, we have that achievement, that photo. For me, it just happened to be on a mountaintop. <laughs> but as I think back to those moments... I remember the mountaintop. But that's not where my mind goes to, sits down and relaxes in and sits there and, and plays over. The moments of the journey along the way with the people that helped me get there. 
the moments where somebody had to self-arrest, take, take your climbing axe, throw it into the ground and hold on and, and know that the rope was going to grab the person falling behind you. But those moments where you helped one another out, where you grabbed each other, those, those moments where you lived in fear, but, but it was this healthy fear, this, this fear, this recognition of, of the surroundings you were in, but the confidence in the guide that you were following, the confidence to keep going step by step by step. Don't miss what you have now pursuing what you want later. This is the day the Lord has made. When you look at the way that Jesus lived, not, not just the truths that he taught, which, which was again, I, again, we, we got to hold on to the truths. Thy word have I hid in my heart. But, but the truths have to be looked at in light of the way that he lived. And when we look at the way that he lived... He, he, he walked along and, and, and people, 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 they were never interruptions. They, they were never inconveniences. How many of you would raise your hand this morning and say, I don't like people? Okay, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Not once. They were never inconveniences. They, 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 were, they were never an interruption in his life. They were moments. They were opportunities to engage, to, to show the goodness of God, to show the love of God. Guys, look, right now, here, this moment, this is all you have. This moment matters because you can't serve Jesus where you're not. You can't be, you can't be happy and fulfilled where you're not. You can't love people where you're not. And if your mind is not where your body is 47% of the time, and you're missing out on the life that God has right in front of you. You can't be a great friend. You can't be a, a, an engaged mom or dad with a kid. You, you, you can't be a supporting husband or wife. You, you, you can't have a great marriage if you're not present. It's until you recognize that this, this moment, right here, right now, this moment, this is the day the Lord has made, and I'm making a choice to be grateful, to be thankful for what God has given me right here, right now. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in this moment. His way is always present. It's always now. You see, it's right now that you can experience his grace. It's right now that you can experience his forgiveness. It's, it's right now that you can experience his love. It's, it's right now that you can recognize that, that there's a relationship unlike any other, a God who said, I want to be in relationship. I want you to know how much it is that I love you. Sin is only son. Engage in the moment. Be where your feet are. See what God has, what God puts right in front of you. Because if you look for it in this moment, you're going to recognize today. Today is the day the Lord has made, and, and you've got no choice but to rejoice, to be glad in it. As we bow our heads across the room, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word. Father, I, I pray that, that as a people, we, we wouldn't, 
be so hard-pressed to follow our way, Lord, that, that we miss out on, on your way. Your perfect will right here in this moment, in this time, Lord. Do what you want to do. Across the room, those that are tuning in, look, if God's speaking to you, and, and you want to see a, a present reality, <laughs> a concentration on the here and now within your own life. Again, not knowing your situation, not knowing the circumstances, whatever the, the issue is. If, if you found yourself concentrating more on, on, on the 47% of your life rather than the 53, I, I want to I wanna pray for you. Across the room, man, if you just raise your hand, say, I'm here. If you're online, simply type in the chat, I'm here. Across the room, hands going up, saying, I'm here. In this moment, right here, right now, Lord God, I want to be here. I want to be present. I want to be here for you, God. Yes, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, across this room, I thank you for hands that are raised. For hands, Lord God, that, that, are, that are recognizing, Lord Jesus, a, a focus, a, a concentration on a 47% of life that, that's not present. Concentrating on something we can't change on our own, Lord God. Concentrating on, on a past that we can't change or a future we can't control. And Lord God, right here, right now in this moment, I pray that you would, you would help our minds to be centered, to be focused, Lord God, here and now. On the people the blessings that you've placed in front of our lives. Draw our minds, Lord God, to be where we are so that we can love people the way that you loved us. God, convict us, empower us, change us to be more like you, to live the way that Jesus lived, fully engaged, showing your love in all that we do. It's in your name we pray. Hold on, everybody, before you. Let me have everybody stand up. I want to come in on that. The first verse of this song and then going into the bridge of this, please, Will, if you'd sing that for us. Guys, y'all sing Blessed Assurance with me. Thank you, Lord God. Jesus is mine. Right here, right now in this moment. This moment right here and right now is all we're guaranteed it's all we have lord we glorify you
Father, I thank you so much for your word, your truth, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The rock upon which I can stand here and now, Lord God, even though everything around me may seem to sway, may seem to fall, may seem to crumble. Lord God, I can, I can stand in the present and I can know that you are God. And that my past, whatever it was, the hurt that I've caused, the, the things that I've done, Lord God, the past, I, I can't control it, I can't change it, Lord God, but I can live for this moment, I can live for now. In the future, Lord God, that I can't control, that I, I can't shape, Lord God, though I try, though I strive. I, God, I, I pray that you would lead and guide and direct my steps in this moment. My step today, Father. Because this is the day, this is the moment, this is the time, this is where I am that you have created me to be, Lord God. And, and therefore, I will rejoice and be glad in this, in this moment, in here and now. God, I thank you that you're always present. That even though our minds wander, Lord, you're there with us 100% of the time. You will never leave us, never forsake us, God. We thank you for who you are, for the risen King. It's in the name of your Son we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, y'all give a big hand clap to the Lord God this morning. Be blessed and remember, His way is always present. God bless you guys.